Hi everyone, welcome to another episode of Unplug with Annie. We're continuing the series of Elevation and today I have Nathan Collerman on the show. He's a founder of New Intention Health and Wellness. He has a very strong background in health, wealth, wellness, fitness and sports and, and sports ranging from baseball to football to bodybuilding, powerlifting and mixed martial arts. So he's got a huge range of experience under his belt. Being a 100% disabled veteran and overcoming multiple forms of trauma, he's absolutely made his mission to empower, uplift and motivate others to live happier and healthier and more functional lifestyles. So he's really experienced countless injuries, which we're going to talk about and talk about a little bit how Honestly, he's got through these obstacles and these moments of adversity and, and turned it around and created it into something amazing. And he's giving back by really serving other people and, and like I said, on a mission to empower them. So I'm really looking forward to having this conversation with him, being a bit of a fitness freak myself. Um, for those of you who know me know that. So it's wonderful to welcome Nathan to the show. So yeah, hey Nathan, thanks so much for being on Unplug with Annie and, and being part of the series called Elevation. It's so nice to have you. Thank you so much for having me. I appreciate it. I'm happy to be here. And just like you've had such an interesting journey. I'm just like, you know, not entirely sure where to start. So why don't you take us because if anyone goes to your profile, the immediate thing is like, we know you're into fitness, like you're the fitness man. Um, so take us like right back. When did this all start for you? What were you doing before before that bug hit? Yeah, and you know, going back to like childhood, I was uh, you know placed in martial arts as a kid. So um, I was placed into American Kempo. I did a little bit of background in Brazilian Jiu Jitsu. Um, I practiced for about twelve years. Ended up getting a black belt in American Kempo. Um, took that you know passion for Jiu Jitsu, and then I was in high school wrestling. Um, high school football. So I've always been really active. Mm -hmm. And then once I went into the military, you know, it, it kind of just kicked off from there. You know, when you have to run 15 to 20 miles a week, depending on what the circumstances in, when you have to ruck march, when you have to go through the mountains, land navigation, you know, you, you just needed that. So it's actually a pretty funny story and how I really got into like traditional fitness, which, which people think is just, you know, going to the gym. So yeah. when I started hammering weights, you know, it actually started from an incident that happened in Korea. I actually got into a fight. So I was locked down to base and we were on a, like a Republic of Korea base. So a rock, a rock air force base. And the only places they said I could go was, you know, to the gym, they could go eat and I could go to church. Um, <laughs> yeah. Wow. Restricted the base for about six months. So you know, I wasn't religious at the time or nor spiritual in any way. So I literally just ate and worked out all the time. So that kind of propelled me into just like kind of falling in love with it and, and getting results and exercising, getting stronger and getting bigger. And, you know, that's of course the ego thing going there. And, you know, when I got out of the military, you know, during, during that end of the military, I kind of transitioned fully into bodybuilding. And, you know, that was a interesting journey in itself. And it, it really took me having to get severely hurt to find what I have now because during bodybuilding, you know, like I had a 
a GBO pro card. I was, you know, nationally qualified as a heavyweight bodybuilder. I was going to nationals. Like at my biggest, I was 253 pounds. Wow. And that was December of 2016, you know, now I'm 205. If that puts like any perspective into it, mm-hmm. and, you know, what really like pushed me on the path that I'm on now and, and having such a passion for mobility and movement and function was the fact that when I was bodybuilding, I remember the time that my daughter, you know, asked me to sit on the ground and play with her. And I told her, dad can't sit on the ground, babe. Like it, it hurts dad, you know, and it really kind of like broke me down a little bit. So I started thinking about it and, and not shortly after that, I leaned on a granite counter at the gym that I was training at and it, it snapped off, tore my whole hand open. So now um, it, it, it four tendons, it severed my radial artery, my median nerve. Um, I still can't feel these two fingers and I can't make a full fist yet. Wow. Okay. That was in uh, March of 2017. So I'm, I'm coming up a little bit after two and a half years of it. Mm-hmm. And, you know, during that process, I found that movement was extremely important because it was the point where I was in my rehab process and it was the, just the smallest, most minuscule movements were just so challenging for me. And I was just so uncomfortable. And finally, I got sick of suffering. So I started diving in. I found DNS, which is very prominent in more Eastern medicine, Eastern rehabilitation. Um, It hasn't really hit here as much. Like I'm only um, one of two certified DNS trainers in the entire state of Arizona. Um, One other one being a chiropractor. So this work has really um, opened my eyes to the importance of function and you know going through mobility and movement and animal flow and stillness flow I just I've never felt this good so now I have this relentless pursuit for being able to do everything that I thought I couldn't do and that's where I'm at now is you know being my fitness journey like I tell people all the time like explore your body set an intention and Mm. really out what you're really capable of because we really don't know what good feels like true true and so was it with that passion that you started new intention health and wellness that all started through this journey and you found purpose and in, in what you want to do right and you know falling through that counter you know it, it they basically told me like well you know you're gonna have to do rehab you have to do this you have to do this and I ended up pressing charges and they fired me so they fired me from the job because I pursued litigation and that kind of pushed me out on my own and I really wanted to help people just live a better life you know in in getting away from the traditional norm of well I have to build muscle I have to look a certain way because in my rehab process I got severely depressed and the thing that made me happier then looking good was feeling good, moving good, and being able to do things that I didn't know and, and having that power again. You know, and, and now, you know, New Intention's mission is to redefine human optimization through mind, body, and soul. Because throughout this entire process, you know, having that depression and encountering um, different struggles that I found in trauma and finding out that you know, my pain wasn't just physical. I had a lot of mental pain, emotional pain, spiritual pain. So I kind of set out on this journey of exploration of myself during the process. Mm-hmm. And what I want to do is, is essentially with new intention, we're, we're facilitating an experience 
for people to understand themselves better in order to live a happier, healthier lifestyle that it actually enables people to do what they want to do, to play with their kids, to go on a hike, to, you know, do crazy stuff in the gym that may not look like a workout, but it's harder than anything they've ever done. True, true. I, I'm sure it is because I remember trying an animal flow class and it was rather challenging. It was pretty challenging, much, much harder than it looks for sure. Um, in, in, in starting this, this, this new business up, if you like, I mean, as with any business, I'm sure, but how important do you think it is to have that clear purpose and intention, which obviously your experiences kind of got you to that moment for you to understand that but a lot of people just you know a lot of people that i speak to they know they want to do something but they're not exactly clear what and they're not exactly clear of the why so how important do you think that is and how important was that for you i think that is the most important reason you know it, it mm. is knowing your why you know, because yeah. without your why, like, how are you supposed to form a vision? How do you, how do you really know what you're trying to accomplish in the world? And how do you, how can you show up and serve if, if you don't know why you're doing it? You know, I tell people all the time, like your pain is your purpose, but your passion brings prosperity. And without that, like, you know, that why, that, that why is just always there because that why is what keeps you going. You know, my why is getting people out of pain, getting them out of discomfort, having them learn their body better, learn, having them being able to carry their kids up a mountain. Like, that's my why. And, and without that, I don't think I, I would have been able to do any of that. Mm. I'd be able to do anything I'm, I'm doing now because it, it forms that much deeper connection on, you know, what's really important and, and why the direction you're going is, is there. You know, and, and just a little backstory on that, like my business used to be called New Life, right? Okay. Because I wanted to give people a new life. I wanted to give them new opportunities, but I found through that process that it's not just about giving them a new life because, you know, I'm not God. I can't do that. Right. And yeah, there were some trademark issues, but the reason why I chose New Intention was because my intentions at the time were to change the world and change the way the industry is done, how it's seen and really opening up people's eyes to what's really important and not saying what they're doing is wrong, but to saying, Hey, if you're going to do this, have a specific intention behind it. You yeah. know, really from a neurological perspective, hence the spelling, you know, mm -hmm. your mind first and, and carry that intention through to your health and wellness. Yeah, yeah, no, absolutely. And so when, when a client does come to you, is it usually, take us through the process a little bit as to how you rehabilitate them. Is it, do clients come to you primarily just for sort of exterior looking good fitness purposes or is it always a more, um, I suppose, like a whole a kind of, you know, a whole transformation that they're looking for, which does involve like the inner, the inner well-being as well as the exterior? Right. And, you know, that, that would kind of depend on the person, of course, you know, mm -hmm. I have who will come and see me for pain and they've tried several different types of therapies and it's not working. And sometimes it's just a body awareness issue. And, you know, sometimes that's why people come and see me, you know, people come see me for personal training more so now for, well, I want to do cool stuff. 
like I want to do animal flow. I want to do kettlebell work. I want to do steel maze stuff. Like I want to do things that are different. That's going to get me out of my comfort zone. And then I have people online who really truly appreciate and value what I put out on my social channels and Mm -hmm. really exploring like what's really causing your pain. Is it physical? Is it mental? Is it emotional? Is it spiritual? And having that coaching aspect to tell people when you come and see me, I, I gather all the information first and I say, okay, have you ever considered that this may not be a physical issue? Mm-hmm. When we look at pain, pain is not always a physical issue. Some, it, it's, prior, it, it, it's for the majority of the time, psychological. Yeah. The time physiological because we're, we're under so much stress we tend to have all of these unresolved traumas and, and there's a saying in the tissue world that unresolved emotional issues reside in our tissues. Mm. So a lot of the times we're just manifesting this pain because we've just buried things so deeply. So I kind of just incorporate that into the process with the foundation of movement. So I build that awareness by taking them through, you know, a comprehensive movement screen and going through all the courses, certifications, and everything else I've done, I've, kind of, I've compiled this incredibly powerful assessment process that literally looks at their walk, their squat, the way they lift their leg, the way they rock forward, the way they load their shoulders, how they raise over their head, what's their mobility, what's their rotational, what's their, you know, all of these different aspects. And I even look at breathing. Yeah. You know, bringing that to the table because without our breath, we can't own our movement, mm-hmm. everything comes from our breath. And that's actually how we can control our stress. Mm-hmm. That's why Wim Hof is so popular. Why um, Katie's work in gateway healing is so powerful is because it starts with our breath. And without that, you know, without that awareness, how can we have that intention? Because the way, the only way we can create stability is through breath and stability must precede the movement. You know, and once I record these clients, you know, movements, wh- what I'm doing is I'm showing them, hey, this is what you're doing. And I'm not saying this is the problem, but this could be a contributing factor of why you're feeling what you're feeling. Yeah. So what I do is I actually create a custom tailored home mobility program exactly for what, they're, what I see. And a lot of the times just having that and giving them and empowering them the tools to to fix themselves it's a lot of the reason why people come and see me but if they ever do need continued work it's it's always assess treat reassess reassess treat reassess treat reassess it's always a process of i need to see what's going on in your body in this present moment and then the body in that present moment now we can start shifting that because with dns and, and the rehabilitation side it's derived from developmental kinesiology of how we learned to move and develop as children. So I tell people a lot of times, I'm going to bring you back to the basics. If you can't sit down in your chair, if you can't, then why are you squatting 200, 300 pounds with, with a bar on your back in the gym? Right. So sometimes I'll bring them on their back and I'll say, Hey, just pull your legs up. And then they'll just start shaking. And I'll say, this is a function issue. And we need to retrain that function. And from, from a scientific standpoint, it takes about eight to 12 weeks to reestablish that motor control. And once that eight to 12 weeks goes by and I've corrected whatever movements and corrected whatever function, then I tell them, okay, we have a couple options here. 
we can either go down the personal training route, we can do an online route, and I can guide you through this process of retraining and rewiring the way you do things. Mm-hmm. But I'm not taking away from what you want to do. I'm just giving you what you need so that enables you to do what you want to do. Yeah. Yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, how does one then, because with a lot of, I think, with the, I mean, other than the fact that I love going to the gym, I love fitness as well. And there's a lot of times where you do see people, um, obviously, there's so much information on the internet. And, you know, we can easily like pick workouts out from the internet and watch people and copy them. But it's so important, especially when with weight training that we do, you know, we, we are in the correct form to prevent injury. And I see a lot of wrong sort of forms happening around the gyms when generally I'm in and out of gyms and it's, it's, it's kind of scary because obviously you're, you're much prone to injury but there's certain injuries which we, we might not be aware of and even small things like posture is there certain things that we should be looking out for which might not not necessarily result in a in a very apparent pain that we have but to in terms of defining whether our posture is correct or whether um, there is some kind of, I guess what I'm saying is that there is something wrong with the body, but yet we're not necessarily feeling that pain. Is there a way of sort of um, recognizing that in our own bodies? Right. And I'm, I'm glad you asked that because there's a lot of information out there and a lot of people are, you know, giving out these posture braces and this and this and that. Mm. But there is zero scientific evidence showing what proper posture is because we are asymmetrical human beings. We are not meant to be perfectly balanced. We have one brain, one heart, one liver, one, you know, genitalia. Like we are not meant to be completely symmetrical and injury prevent preventable at all times right right meant to be that way so i like to tell people like there's no such thing as correct posture but your posture and your patterns will dictate what could happen and it's a little more so just gaining the awareness of what works for you what doesn't work for you what causes pain and what causes discomfort and, and drawing that thin line of saying if this is painful, this is bad. We need to figure out the issue. But if it's uncomfortable, we need to understand why it feels uncomfortable. So I like to tell people a lot that I'm not trying to fix you. I'm, I'm trying to give you the tools so that way you, you can learn how to use what you have better. Right. Because when I look at someone correcting their posture, I'm correcting their function. I'm correcting their awareness. And really, truly, when I tell people about what to be aware of is you should be stable. You know, if you're coming out of a squat and you're lurching forward to stand up, chances are that's not correct. You know, the bar path should be directly straight and really understanding how is how are my feet loaded? How are my hands loaded? Because without sensory input, how do we expect to have a motor output? Right. really addressing the fingers the toes making sure our joints are working properly and opening and exploring and making sure that we can control our joints within those ranges right like we can't have control of the movement then why are we doing it yeah yeah absolutely sorry no 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 absolutely it's true i think sometimes in the fitness space it becomes about like the latest trend and just kind of jumping on that bandwagon and not really understanding if if it would be the right 
even you know workout plan for you as an individual so um definitely agree with that and talking a bit about business then and just you know how you started this this company and how you've grown would you then view it as because a lot of people want to you know their primary primary reason for starting out is often that you know i want to turn my passion into something which can be monetized and you know earn money from it and it sort of ends there but um you know then you have people who really have a greater purpose like yourself and that drives you every day to work harder do you feel like that's the ultimate success when you're getting to do what you want to do and you're ultimately getting paid for it do you feel you're at that point in your life now or is there something greater that you're aspiring to achieve oh no i'm definitely trying to go greater I, you know, and, and I, and I tell people this all the time. Um, there's, there, there's a facility called Exos. I don't know if you've heard of it, but it's mm-hmm. a facility that professional athletes go and train all around the world. You know, they'll fly in, they'll, they'll go there. There's one here in Phoenix and yeah. they'll spend a week at this camp and they'll optimize their body. They'll optimize their performance. They'll work on their drills. They'll work on their sports. They'll work on their skills. But I want to build an exos of healing and an exos of wellness and having really total human optimization through mind, body, and soul. You know, if, whether that be transformational coaching, whether that be life coaching, whether that be having a transformational psychologist, a spiritual psychologist, mm-hmm. having the movement aspect, having the assessment process, having practitioners in their craft that are approaching things in a non-traditional manner that's really helping and empowering people but also having the breath work, the mindfulness, the spirituality, the connection, and having that all in one place, you know, and that's, and that's in a physical realm, but in a digital realm, I'm building courses right now. I'm building a movement 101 course. I'm, I'm launching it very soon with my new website and everything else. And I'm really trying to impact the masses. Okay. I could care less about how much money I make, of course. And like I just said, my passion will bring the prosperity. It'll be there. You know, but one thing that I've always held on to, and this is, you know, shortly after I met Scott Berger in the Tree of Life movement, um, which I'm not wearing, and I just got back from the gym, so um, I don't want to ruin it, but he, he said to me, it's one soul at a time. You know, it is up to us that are trying to change the world to save one soul at a time. And if you can save one soul one day, that's your purpose. That's your passion. That's your mission. And that brings the prosperity, not from a financial aspect, but from a personal aspect, from a spiritual aspect, knowing that you're in this world to make a difference and you're doing it. So my goal, my objective, I don't want $1.5 million. I want 1.5 million people. Mm -hmm. I want to change the way the industry is seen. And I want to give people the tools that they can use so that way they can go and do these fitness trend workouts and things that will make them look good. But I want to make sure they can feel good, that they can move good, that they're not going to get hurt doing these things so they can do it for the rest of their life. I want to empower, inspire, and, and really make a difference in the long run and, and just help as many people as possible. That's, that's what it's all about. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And I'm sure along the journey, it wasn't, it hasn't always been easy or was not easy when you were starting out. But was there a specific time uh, in in this whole process of of creating this business that you really sort of hit uh, a difficult point or 
somewhere, you, you struggled somewhere, or it just really felt like you weren't moving ahead? And what did you do to sort of overcome that moment? Right. And, you know, I, I think there were two points of severe adversity that, that have contributed to the way I approach my business and the way I approach people is, you know, at 16 years old, I got addicted to heroin. And I was an addict for almost a year and a half until finally I got, I got, I got sick of suffering and I enlisted in the army and I got clean and I then knew what good felt like right. at that point in my life. But after my injury, you know, coming from only training, not knowing a thing about business two two years and four months ago ish. I didn't know a single thing about a business. I didn't even have, I didn't know how to file an LLC. I didn't know how to, I didn't know how to create a Facebook group. I didn't, I didn't know anything. So, you know, the point of adversity was the minute I fell through that counter and in July, two years ago, I filed my LLC. Like I'm just now hitting my two year mark. Wow. And, you know, just from that point forward, I, th I think the point of adversity was, being able to surrender my ego and ask for help and say, look, I don't know what I'm doing. And for me to do what I want to do and for me to change the world, for me to help as many people as possible, I need help. And, and I think that was the point of adversity because I've never asked for help in my life. Mm -hmm. I chose to go to drugs. I chose to go to the military. I chose to go to bodybuilding. Everything that I've done from 16 to now or 16 to, you know, 24 for those eight year period, I try to do everything myself. Yeah. You know, and that, and that point was like, okay, I need to surrender my ego. I need to come forward and say like, I don't know a thing about business. So I invested in myself. I put almost $20,000 into consulting and coaches and, and then through Alchemy Tribe. And now I work with Matt and it's, I've always just been able to, to, to surrender that need to, I need to do this myself. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I think that's, yeah, no, absolutely. I think even, even delegation seems to be a challenge um, within the, with, with a lot of people who are, who are into business or wanting to get into business. I think when you're passionate about something, you, you do want to sort of control every aspect of it as well. And it's difficult to let go and um, surrender for sure. So what you said, I'm sure is really relatable. Um, is there any specific advice going back to the fitness then for people who are sort of heavily into fitness um, and movement and, uh, you know, who are really injury prone, things that they can look out for, things that they can do to uh, for injury prevention, things they should do when they might feel something is not quite right and maybe they've they've pulled something here and there. What is, what is the advice that you can give to them? I think I can answer this in two different ways. The first one would be the people who are just about to start their journey. Mm -hmm. I would say you should definitely look into investing at least into a personal trainer just to get started, right? Just to have some education because yeah. without education, we cannot have implementation or application. Mm -hmm. and completely foreign to exercise, you know, just like anything else, would you try to fix your sink if you know nothing about plumbing? Would you try to file your own legal paperwork if you know knew nothing about legal? You know, we have, you know, professionals and spaces for a reason. So always seek a professional. And yeah. on 
that note, seek a professional who is credentialed and qualified. Seek mm -hmm. a professional who will thoroughly assess you to know exactly where you're at. So yeah. that way we can give you what you want, but they know exactly what you may need. Mm -hmm. And having an intentional approach behind your fitness rather than just jumping into the gym and throwing some weight around because that may eventually lead to an injury from a lack of education, a lack of understanding, a lack of assessment, and a lack of knowing where you're at and what your capabilities are at that point. So that's the first one. And the second is for those who may think they're injured, you know, if you feel pain, seek a professional. Don't ask your personal trainer, hey, can you look at this? Because a lot of personal trainers aren't qualified to manage pain. That's why we have chiros, physios, therapists, um, anything in that nature. If you feel any type of pain, any type of pinching, any type of zinging, like that zinging sensation going down, yeah. chances are an issue. You know, and as personal trainers, we're not pain practitioners. The only reason I work with people with pain is because they've gone to therapists, they've gotten cleared for a specific exercise. But I also have an assessment process behind my post rehabilitation process. And rehabilitation is not the same as post rehabilitation. Right. And that's a very thin line that people need to understand that when you get injured, you need to seek rehabilitation first and then have a credential qualified professional to guide you on that post rehabilitation process back to fitness. Okay. 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 Amazing. I, I hope people do really listen and they take it on board because I know that, um, I mean, I myself am into fitness and I know that I've gone through injuries myself. So yeah, it's, it's the trauma, which it doesn't get treated does come back and hit you, which isn't a good thing at all. Um, so for sure, thank you so much for doing this, Nathan. I'm just going to end by doing a quick, like fun round with you. Um, just, just, to quickly ask you so you I mean obviously you, you mentioned a couple of times you know the spiritual aspects of it and how that contributes to healing as well you know the, the kind of the inner part of it and the inner work that you do what do you personally do other than training that contributes to like you know better mindfulness for you every day right and you know every day I journal I have my gratitude I have my um, app that I use that gives me a quick three minute life coaching segment on what I may be struggling with that day that goes directly into like a seven minute meditation. So I have my 10 minutes of meditation with my journaling. Normally it's journaling. Um, but what I've recently started doing is actually microdosing psilocybin in order to enhance my clarity and focus and really understand what my emotions are better. You know, a lot of this healing process is learning who we are, learning our triggers, and learning what makes us tick and talk, but also what makes us go boom. Right. right? And, and really understanding and, and transitioning that in a way. Yeah. You know, so in terms of healing, I'm, I always tell people in it from a spiritual aspect, like, mindfulness is a very loose term that's thrown around, mm -hmm. but it's by your own definition. Right. right? mindful in your own practice the any only way you do it you know and find what works for you what works for me is really reflecting on myself my thoughts my feelings my emotions and how is that carrying over into my actions and behaviors mm -hmm. and those behaviors really how I want to show up but if not not having the fear to go back and say what happened yeah yeah and then 
asking a higher power for help, which is where, you know, gateway healing comes in. And, and I don't know if you know Katie, um, affiliated in the tribe, but she actually created this practice called gateway healing, which is essentially um, CO2 deprivation, breath work, hyperventilation, and with telepathic communication to higher entities, powers, and really forming the gateway from the spiritual realm to the physical realm. Wow. Now we have the ability to heal ourselves, but having that process of surrender, mm-hmm. ask someone for help and to have that spiritual aspect without placing a label on the entity that we believe in. Yes. Yeah. Got you. Great. Great. Sounds great. Um, and what advice, if you had to give one piece of advice to anyone sort of starting a new business or, you know, contemplating of, of whether or not to, what would that initial piece of advice that you give be? Don't do it alone. <laughs> <laughs> Great. Yeah, that's a good one. It, yeah. It, you'll, you'll get somewhere, but you won't get anywhere near where you want to be if, if you yeah. try to be a ranger. You know, it, 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 it just, it's so hard and you wear so many hats. Yeah. And as humans, we can only tolerate so much. True, true, very true. And last but not least, um, complete the sentence. I love being an entrepreneur because. I love being an entrepreneur because it gives me the freedom to live my life the way I want to live and I can show up in the world the way I want to show up. Great. Yeah, for sure. Thank you so much for doing this. It's been an absolute pleasure chatting to you and hearing about your journey. Thank you, Ani. Thank you so much. I greatly appreciate it. Yeah, and I'll, I'll of course be tagging you so that people can get in touch with you with their questions if they have any. And uh, yeah, I really feel like people are going to resonate with this, especially um, because it's so related to mobility and movement, and that's something we do every day. So it's super important. So I'm glad that you've shared your knowledge on this platform. So thank you. Of course, thank you. Well, thank you for allowing me to share, and you know, especially on the parts that. Um, you know, really bring a different aspect to healing. You know, I hope that some people can hear what I say and, um, you know, kind of see where I come from in my own practice and, and be open to non-conventional, non-traditional ways to really heal ourselves through mind, body, and soul. So thank you for allowing me to share. Great. Thanks, Nathan. And that was the end of another episode on the Elevation series. I'm super excited about next Sunday. Do stay tuned. And for all updates regarding the podcast Unplug with Annie, do follow and like the page Unplug with Annie on Instagram and Facebook. We're now on 10 platforms, including Spotify, Anchor and iTunes.